Welcome to the Alaskan Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Maloof, and I'm here with my friend, Sebastian. How do you say your last name? Oles. Sebastian Oles. Um, yeah, well, welcome. welcome to the podcast. So we're recording here at the Seed Lab, and um, Sebastian and I met two weeks ago at Hearth. At Hearth, yeah. You, you came into work, and yeah, I, I was like... I have a job. No, co-workers my, now. My first impression when you came in, I was like, this is going to be like our new manager or something like that when you first came in. You came in so like... <laughs> professional and official and um yeah when you first came in, i was like oh who's this like you know i had to introduce myself right away um it was fascinating when you opened up that you were actually like you liked art and that was like i think yeah. our first conversation we had just like expanded off of art like we yeah, instantly we it off. instantly connected because that was something that we just both really love yeah. um i mentioned to you that i take photos and that kind of just started opening the conversation but before we got any further into it you're like wait we have to save it for the podcast <laughs> and we've been working together like you said for the last two weeks and i almost feel like i've been kind of avoiding you just so yeah. i don't we've been trying not to talk yeah not to talk so we save it all for here <laughs> so here we go yeah so um if you were to if you were to sum yourself up as an artist how would you describe yourself to to someone that says hey what do, what do you do you're an artist what do you do i honestly say i am a creative Okay. Um, I don't like so you to. Don't use the term artist per se. Um, like, like, like out the gate, you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave with. I that. wouldn't say it right yeah. out the gate because I don't necessarily like limit myself to just like one art form at sure. the moment. Um, I do specialize, and I am like most confident in photography. Mm-hmm. But now, through just like the evolution through my like liking of art and different like mediums. I've sort of experimented with new forms of showcasing art, and that kind of started with experimenting with videography. And okay. what forced me into that was Instagram's algorithm, which is kind of right. funny because I hated it. For the longest time, Instagram introduced this thing called Instagram Reels. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it's like, I don't want to force my... uh Viewers, people that followed me for photography to now view videos, something that's that they didn't necessarily like either follow me for or like something that they looked for me for. Right. And that was kind of like a crossroads for me because it's like, do I want to feed into the algorithm and produce something new that I'm not comfortable with? Right. Um not proficient in it i don't know right, nothing not about editing videos your genuine voice yeah it's not yeah. like for me i or like where it was anyway yeah, yeah for me i like capturing a single moment and have that moment tell the story rather than mm-hmm. now i'm telling a story in various different moments and oh, yeah they're totally different it's I mean, it's totally different yeah but at the same time it's very similar mm-hmm. because when you think of a video it's a bunch of still images just constantly going right after each other mm-hmm. so like if you have a video it's usually going to be like the way the f- camera shoots it is just a ton of like pictures but just combines yeah. it all together into a fluid into a flow yeah yeah so for me yeah. like when i finally thought about it that way it's like oh okay so now i can take this moment and i can expand it to 10 seconds rather than just that single still moment mm-hmm. instead of just like looking at it through one perspective now i can look around in the image i'm almost like in the photo now Hmm. and when that clicked it's like 
okay, now I have sort of a direction of where I want to go in shooting video mm-hmm. as opposed to now like shooting photo. And I just stopped taking photos for a while. Like I just put my camera down and I was like, I'm going to try this video thing. I'm just going to try to see if I can just learn something new. I was almost kind of like challenging myself. Okay. I was like, what can I do that is different that is also going to help me like showcase my other art? Like my end goal was like, okay, I'll start doing videos now. I'll maybe gain a following and then I'll just switch to photos again or like kind of like do a little bit of both. There. Yeah. yeah. So what got you into pho- into photography? Like how did that, how did that start for you? And I guess when? Yeah. So when, that? when it really started, I would say maybe like 2010, I was probably like 10 years old. Um, I started using my parents' cameras. There really is a good gauge to have your birthday in the... Yeah, it helps right me. On, it just right helps me remember. I can, I can pinpoint I was a date. <laughs> so I was like 10 years old, and I would use my parents' cameras. I would just like... Yeah. I would not necessarily like try to shoot like good photos. It was more mm-hmm. so just remembering it. Like, oh, we go to the beach. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this beach just so I remember it. To capture the moment. Yeah, just to capture yeah. the moment. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. I started falling in love with that. I started falling in love with capturing the moment. And now when I like look back at it, it's like, it wasn't just that. Right. It was, it was was like my mom. So my mom has my, pretty much my entire life documented on her Facebook through just like (laughs) events and like parties and just birthdays. Any like thing that isn't just a regular meeting. Like there's always a picture there of like, the whole family or whoever was in attendance or just mm-hmm. the moment. Right. Yeah. And I think back on this and it's like, I love this. I love the fact that like now, not just I can enjoy this, but like my kids can now see almost like kind of where I went through and like the different places I was at, what mm-hmm. I looked at as, as a certain age, like right. all these all things the stuff that comes and through. Yeah. now it's like all these ideas and just like, thoughts went into my mind and I'm like I love this I love the fact that I can showcase where I am now Mm -hmm. for my family later Mm -hmm. like that's really what it started as was Mm -hmm. just like capturing that moment and just freezing it in time for later yeah I mean there's the saying the picture is worth a thousand words and if you're trying to get what that what that felt like across the there's yeah photography or videos or like there's nothing that compares with that exactly and when i was like looking at these images it helped me remember that moment even more Mm -hmm. um the older i got like the worse i was at remembering like certain like moments like i'd maybe like forget oh i didn't know that you were there you know i didn't know my cousin was there i didn't know like my uncle was actually in that photo or like that place and when i was looking like at the photos now it's like oh he was there like oh he was wearing this and now i'm like in that moment right i'm there right. and that's really what like made me fall in love with photography in the first place is just the fact that i can remember it just by looking at the image mm-hmm. like you can talk to me about oh we went skiing that last winter and it was like raining or something i'm like oh wait i thought it was a super sunny day right. and now i you know i can be like oh here's here's the picture here's the like video here's like the moment like it was a beautiful day or it was raining like, yeah yeah well and, and memory is just like how our memories work they're so plastic like our memories 
our memories are actually this thing that's progressing with us as we age. And so photos, a lot of times photos are the, the, the only real thing we have left of that because as our perception changes, which is our reality, our memories of that perceived, that perceived reality change with us. And so it's, it's really hard to, we can't, we can't have a memory because the memory is with us. Yeah. And so photos like documenting it is a, it's almost like it's, a sure so, way to just have that saved. Yeah. It's like you can have the best memory in the world. Yeah. I can remember but, the feeling. But you can't share like. that with others. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. just like you have that in your head and you have that saved. But like if you're like, oh, like I want to see a photo of you when you were younger. Um, if I didn't have those photos or anything like that, all I could do is describe you the moment. Right. And that, you know, Which I could use. Valuable. No, no, it's, yeah, it's totally sure. a great way. Like you can use a very descriptive words. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why people love reading books is because right. like words can really put they, you in that moment. Pictures, yeah. But it's not the quite, it's not quite the same as a photo. I mean, mm. it's not quite the same as just the overall moment. Right. Right. And that's, that's honestly what's so fascinating about photography for me. And that's what got me into it. And through that, it was like, okay, so now I have almost an understanding of what I enjoy with mm-hmm. photography. Um, but like, what, like, what can I do with it now? So this is when it kind of turned yeah. into just a hobby, just something I like doing. Um, but we didn't have any cameras. There was no cameras in our house. There was all we had was just our phones mm-hmm. or like, I guess now that I think back on it, Kodak, uh, just like the disposable cameras. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my mom, kind of fun. Yeah, my mom loved getting those cause we didn't have a cameras, but that was just a sure way of taking great quality photos and mm. going down to cars or Costco and get, get them, them get them printed for everyone. And you mm-hmm. can send them out to the family. It was just like a really easy way to just mm-hmm. let everybody else know what we got going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. A way to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we got no cameras. So that kind of like, made me want a camera I like every like birthday or like uh christmas or just any day like that i'd be like oh can i just save it up like can i just like skip this christmas yeah can i take my birthday money and christmas money and put it together and can i just get like a camera like please um and at the time my parents didn't see it as like a super viable option because i was going from like hobby to hobby at the time so okay. like I would get really into like, like it's not gonna stay. Yeah, really He's gonna into, change. Yeah, I get really into something, and then yeah. like a couple months later, I get tired of it and want to do something else. And yeah, so on and so forth. And a camera is like camera gear is very expensive. I feel like that's yeah. like the big thing when people first get into cameras or just like any sort of well, any good camera is yeah. minimum a thousand bucks. Yeah, like easily. you're. I mean, especially if, well, much. Yeah, especially and, if you want like a if full you're frame. Get lenses or, and, exactly, you just put it all together. Mm-hmm. It's like now you're spending like over a thousand dollars on just like a camera that I don't know if you know, my son's going to use. Sure. Yeah, you you're going to like you. Yeah. You don't even. Yeah. I'm not, yeah I'm not, jury's out. Jury was out. still. When jury you, was out. And yeah. I kind of almost had to show my parents that it was something that I was going to stick with. And over it's like a couple years, like it was a couple years. Cause it wasn't something that necessarily like went rapidly. I got a camera and now I'm shooting photos. It was mm-hmm. more so like, I found the joy of it. I like really like shooting photos. I really like capturing the moment. It's how can I get a camera now? Like how mm-hmm. can I get better at this? It's like now it's like how can I how can I actually like study this? Cuz at first it was just for fun. Like I didn't know anything. I didn't know like 
the rule of thirds or anything that had to do with anything photography. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, um, this movie came out, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. And this was a such a good one. Huge changing point for me. Cause for me, I didn't have a camera. I didn't have anything like that, but I went and saw the movie and I, I didn't really expect anything of it going into it. I just mm-hmm. thought this was like, Oh, I saw the trailer. This was like a cool adventure, good. cool adventure movie. It's got, uh, Ben Stiller in it. Like it's gotta be good. Right. <laughs> so I went and like, I watched it and like, Whoa, it's like about a, like a photographer and like, he's just like, escaping from a shell and like actually like going on these like amazing adventures and just like trying like just just trying new things and just saying yes more you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like going to that place like doing that thing and for me i was like i was almost i almost always needed someone to like do something so like if i wanted to go on like a hike or a run or something like that i'd always want my friend there or like my cousin there like you know my mom just someone with me Yeah. yeah So that's like also with like limiting me, it's like I'm not going out by myself to like taking photos. It's just I always need someone there with me. And when did I that, saw Did that bother you? It did. And it's something that I didn't grow out of for the longest time. Yeah. It wasn't until like very recently that I finally grew out of it. Okay. But in that moment it's like it finally gave me like almost the first crack of that wall. Mm-hmm. Um I watched that this person that was very like um insecure about going on like adventures and stuff like that is now, like, doing those things, and, like, you know, I just saw, almost, like, I almost saw myself in him for a moment. Hmm. Like, when I watched that movie, it's, like, wow, like, you know, that that could be me. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I want to do in my life. Like, I want to take photos. I want to go on adventures. I want to see the world. Yeah. And well, like, it can be such a mechanism for movement. Like, like exactly. photojournalism will take you all, I have a couple, couple good friends that are photojournalists, and they're they're hard to pin down because they're always gone. They're always gone taking photos and, and doing, going to going to one thing. I, yeah, I'm yeah, no, with, and that's what yeah. that's what kind of like made me just like even want to stick with it more because you would hear uh, like other people almost say like, oh, well, like you know, a photographer might not make like the most money. Like he's not going to be a lawyer. You know, when I'm talking like with my friends and stuff like that, and kind of like the you know like their future career goals that they want to make, and we're all still in like middle school and like high school so mm-hmm. it's not like necessarily like what they're gonna stick to more so like what they wish they were yeah and yeah. for them it's like oh i wish like i was the like goal to shoot yeah, yeah i wish i was like a recording artist or i wish i was mm-hmm. like an actor an actress mm-hmm. and for me it was always like oh well i want to be like a photographer you know what i mean like yeah. i want to travel the world and take photos and just meet new people and do all these things and i think another like desire for wanting to travel or just like wanting to see new things uh, span it off of my mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom, she works at the airlines. Okay. And that opened up just like the capability of just being able to travel, uh, pretty frequently. Cause yeah. if you work at airlines, well, if you work at the airline that she works at, um, you get, uh, free standby passes. Yeah. So you can fly for free as long as there's a seat on the plane. So if the plane is full, you yeah. have to wait. But or if you're you patient. Have, but if, yeah, if you're yeah. patient or you get lucky, then mm-hmm. you can get on those flights and it's, free so it almost like when you don't get lucky it's it's still worth it still okay it's not like i paid like money to get on this flight and i didn't get on it's like darn it's like you know this is for free i didn't get on the flight i'm waiting like an extra day in seattle but Mm -hmm. i'll get there and yeah it will work out yeah it'll work out Uh and with that it it 
literally opened up the world to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like if my mom didn't work there, I don't think we would have traveled to the places that we did or just like, I wouldn't have seen the places that I've been to. And with that, uh, we had, you know, we would travel to Mexico a lot. So my mom and her sister are the only ones that are up here from her family. Okay. Um, my mom's part of the family is uh, Mexican. Okay. And most of her family is down in Mexico. Okay. So Fun. if we ever want to like see any, like my grandma or like want to visit them or anything like that, we always have to fly there. Yeah. And Alaska is very close to Mexico. So it takes, it takes <laughs> so, a minute. Yeah, it takes a minute. And if my mom didn't work at the airlines, it would take a lot of money. And that's yeah. just like not necessarily the money that we had to go down there very often but this opened up uh the opportunity to be able to go down there like once a year so now like that's awesome i'm seeing mexico i'm like um meeting my cousins we're going to like these different places i'm getting all that culture in and like it opens up different areas like now we're going to like chicago or just like different places across the u.s and it's Mm -hmm. just like now i'm seeing like how other people live in the u.s but like on the totally different coast you know what i mean yeah. it's a totally like for it's me just, i was thought different yeah, it's yeah different. there's and, so much diversity just across this country it's and at it's the time i used to think that like unbelievable. Yeah. it was just between like you know like different countries and stuff like that i thought mm. like oh well, people in alaska gotta be like similar to people in like right we're all americans yeah, it's we're all all the same. but like yeah, you uh-huh. go to these different places like <laughs> everyone's different like every place is like got its own um its own culture to it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that that that, yeah. uh, that made me want to travel. That made me like want to see even more. Like, okay, I've been to these places, so what about like these other places? Like, I've never even been to Europe to this point. It wasn't until 2019 that I finally went to Europe, yeah. and like, we was just like, it was so fascinating because every single place that we went to is like you would meet very unique people. Mm-hmm. You would always like have like for me, every place that I go to, for some reason I always have this like interaction with a stranger. This conversation. Okay. Like whether it's like on the plane and it's the person next to me or it's like um person next to me at the bar, like the restaurant or something like that. I always have a conversation with someone and I always gain something from it. Like mm-hmm. like it's almost like I don't know, it's kind of fascinating. It's almost like they were like we were almost in the right spot at the right time to have that conversation and like yeah. it's always helped me in like whatever um uh like uh, problem I've been in or Probably. just like mental um yeah like whatever questions. space yeah, you're whatever at space right there, you can connect with and someone. that just made yeah. me just so uh grateful for like being able to like travel and see these new places and I just want to like I want to meet more of these people I want to like yeah. meet. I want to meet people that have their own stories and different stories because they're born in different places and just like they have, everyone's got yeah. a story to tell and it's like it's so interesting. I want to hear them You're all. Getting to hear yeah. those, right? It's it's so fun. Yeah, I've been I've been working a little bit with Arctic Entries and are you familiar with with what they do? It's a it's a storytelling uh, venue here in Anchorage and we 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 ha- we host an event like every every month okay. and and it's just storytelling and you have to the the rules are you have to it has to be your own story it can only be 7 minutes long and um no there's only two rules those are the only two rules That's, and uh, I feel they, like they're I'm, amazing yeah no I they're feel amazing like, sets of stories so are these and, just uh, like personal stories that you just like experience and just like oh the other rule is you can only you can only tell an Arctic entry story once so I've already told my story okay. at Arctic entry so even if I get another good story it's it's too late like I cannot like I've 
I've used my Arctic Entries Golden Ticket. And, um, I, I, that's, I feel like that's something that I, I need to try. Cool. Cause for me, that's something that I want to improve on is my like storytelling. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, just the way I like speak is because I always feel like my brain's going like way faster than what my mouth is. Totally normal. So I'm on like yeah. sentence three when I'm like really, that just started. <laughs> and your brain, your, your mouth is yeah. only, it's only gotten one sentence out and your brain's already moved on to the next paragraph. Yeah. yeah. And like, I used to be yeah. worse at it. Like, thankfully I've been like kind of like working on it a little bit more and serving has actually like helped me a lot with that yeah, it's just like the constant uh conversations and just like new conversations that I'm having with people and mm-hmm. um it's helping me formulate my sentences a lot better when I'm like awesome. storytelling yeah yeah it's such a it's it's um it's such an interesting process trying to get it getting a story together and getting it ready to be presented in front of an audience um and it's People, people, most people are actually pretty good at it if they can get their brains back into what that felt like. If they can put themselves back into that situation, then they can, then they can, it's almost like you're just describing it because you're already back there mentally and then you're just describing it. Whereas if you're thinking too much about the words or, or how this story is going to be heard, mm-hmm. we, like people get tripped up all the time. And also if someone's told a story, more than three or four times that life has been I feel like sucked that, out of that story that's <laughs> that is dead. something now that is now it's that just words. To me. I, I, yeah. yeah. No, I can definitely um I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> For me it's like Yeah, I, I tell if I get like interrupted in like the middle of like a story that I've like had in my head, especially like a long story, mm-hmm. it's like it's gone. It's, it's lost. <laughs> like I, I like I, I try so hard to like remember back to it and it's like I've lost where I was at. Like I, I already had a difficult time like putting the story like together and right. like formulating and making sure I'm like saying it properly and it's like oh no it's and, gone uh, you ruined it <laughs> yeah you bump, bumped off the tracks yeah well there's yeah, anyway there's hopefully um yeah this podcast I'll probably get this out tomorrow but there's so listen, listeners can know that um there's an Arctic Entries event on Tuesday and it's at the Atwood this this okay. month. So yeah, what time a, is it at? It's seven thirty on Tuesday. Tickets are like twenty bucks. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, I know we I, have a we have a ton still because it's we usually don't do it in a venue that big and okay. it usually sells out in like half an hour, but we moved it up to a bigger venue. So yeah, you should come. Where's it located at? Um at the pack at the Atwood. At the pack. Concert. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I work in the morning so I, oh, yeah. I'd be up I'd Sweet. love to go and try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. So, Make sure I get my story out. I, get a, I have yeah. to think of one. Well, no, you don't get to tell your story yet. You just... So oh, like, it's just so to go and listen. You okay, just get yeah, to go listen. Wonderful. Yeah, so there are... Even we already better, have our... No, yeah, don't... <laughs> they, they wouldn't let you on. Um, we already have seven storytellers lined up, so you could go listen and, like, like awesome. see well, the yeah, event, no, see what sure, it's like. I'll for it's sure super fun. Yeah. Sweet. 7.30 on Tuesday. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. So yeah. And so with photography and, and storytelling, that's interesting to actually, this is a odd segue. I don't actually know how we got here, but, um, photography is storytelling. Yeah. And it's it's, essentially, yeah. It's a way to tell a story without any words. It's Mm -hmm. almost, it brings me, when I think of like that, I always think of like the silent film days, like, Oh yeah. What were movies and videos? before you had all these extra like effects and like uh sound and when you think of like movies now uh like the score of a movie or just the extra sound effects add so much to it so much is sound, so how yeah. can you correlate the same feeling or how can you give that same feeling without any words so when i ever like seek of inspiration or just like how can i sh- show someone the best video 
even if they can't hear it. Mm-hmm. And I always think back to like silent films. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think of this because on Instagram, uh, when it comes to reels and stuff like that, not everybody has their sound on. So mm-hmm. you can most of the time you don't. I yeah. I usually have my sound off because it's annoying to to hit to move between different sound bites. It's exactly, like, it's especially like if you're like listening tiring. to music or you're out in mm-hmm. public or mm-hmm. just anything like that. It's like you don't want or you're in bed and yeah, your partner's yeah, right yeah, next to you and you don't want to hear yeah, like the, the TikTok <laughs> or yeah the sound that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're like making this video or like when I edit videos, it's I pay attention a lot to the music because mm-hmm. I. I want it to have that extra effect, like that score and everything like that. Yeah. But Instagram is something that doesn't necessarily allow that to everybody. So it's like, right now I'm like, okay, I, I want to spend a lot of time for the people that like do listen to the music and do listen to the sound. Cause those people that do have it on, mm-hmm. they are going to notice like the, the scoring of the, uh, the song or like just mm-hmm. those extra, extra details yeah like, they'll get that layer yeah like if there's like yeah. a clap or a beat in a in a video and it switches to another like part of the video it's like just gives it that extra added effect to it mm-hmm. but when you're dealing mm-hmm. with instagram and that silence it's like how can you have the best of both worlds so you almost have to have a good enough video or at least like the way i look at it for my artwork is like i have to have a good enough video that you can watch it without any noise yeah Tell me about your camera that you're using. So right now I use a Canon 5D Mark III. Okay. Um, and it's a heavy, it's a big heavy camera. camera. Here I'll let you yeah. actually like put it in your hands. It's a it's oh, that's a pretty like a five pound. Camera. Yeah, that's a, that's a heavy camera. Or maybe and an eight pound camera. Most of that yeah. is the body itself. Uh, the lens, the lens I would is say is about like one third of it, one third of the weight, maybe like close to half, but not quite there. And this wasn't my first camera that I got. The first camera that I ever used was a Rebel uh, uh, T5i. And that one was my first camera ever. And I got that back in 2016. So after years of asking for a camera and just like finally sticking to it and just like <laughs> dedicating to it. Sacrificing using, all yeah, the using, using camera, using like phone cameras, filling up the iPhone storage to the max capacity. Mm-hmm. I finally... I, I get a present from my parents. I, I, it's, I believe it's, no, it was my birthday. So it was June 23rd, um, my birthday, 2016. And <laughs> make a note. Yeah. And there was this box <laughs> sitting on the table, like just wrapped. And I hadn't gotten like any other gifts that day from my parents or anything like that. And usually they like try to like get a few different things, like never like really spend like a crazy amount of money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like a special day. Yeah. Make sure I'm like happy and I get like, the gifts that I want and just like stuff like that. And I come home and it's like, there's just a box sitting there and it's wrapped. And I'm like, Oh, what could it be? And for a second I was like, is it the camera? But in the back of my head, I'm like, no, like I've been asking for it forever. And like, I know it's a lot of money like to drop, like the camera that I got, is like around like 600, 700 bucks or something around that. So I was like, Ooh, like that's a lot of money to drop. It's it's, it can't be that. Uh-huh. So I go opening it. I'm taking the wrapper off. I get into it and I'm like, I see the Canon logo. I see the Canon logo in the corner and I'm like, I'm like, no way. My heart starts racing. I'm like, I look around, like my parents are just like standing there, just like waiting for me to like see the logo, like see yeah. the reaction. Like they're just watching for my reaction. And I'm just, I just remember looking, I was just like huge smile on my face and I was like, no way. 
Like, just no way. Like, yeah. I genuinely could not believe it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I, like, crack it open. I, like, rip it open. I'm, like, like, they got me, like, the, like, just, like, the bundle, like, the starter, like, Rebel TI, like, full camera bundle. So it came with, like, a few different lenses. Like, a few just, Sweet. just, like, to get me started. Yeah. And it was, like, the best way to get me started. It was, I had everything. Um, and I just remember taking it out, putting the SD card in, and just started taking photos of everything. Like, just started taking photos of just, like, my grandma that was sitting there, like, my mom, my cousin, just, like, everything. And it wasn't any, like, I wasn't shooting for art photography. I was just shooting to just capture that moment. Just to, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, like, whoa, Check this is crazy. Out. Like, and click, and I'm capturing it. And, like, mm-hmm. I noticed, like, I instantly noticed the difference in quality. And nowadays, iPhone quality compared to, like, a camera quality, there isn't a huge gap there. Like, right. when it comes to, like, printing and, like, uh, making things larger yeah, and getting things on a poster. That's where you really notice, um, mm-hmm. that difference. But when it comes to just like showing someone a picture of your, like on your phone. Yeah, if it's on a tiny screen. Yeah, the, the phone gonna... camera to the can, or like camera can, uh, quality will be the same. Yeah. And for me, it's like, whoa, the quality is so much better at this time because it's 2016. Like yeah. iPhone hasn't even like really come out with like big cameras. It was always like Samsung that was like leading the, mm-hmm. leading the camera game. And oh, I couldn't believe it. And, I was just taking pictures of everything for like six months. It wasn't until <laughs> winter. I was in chemistry. I remember this because it, beforehand, I used to never think, I used to never thought that people edited photos. Like, th- like oh. editing was not, like editing photos and taking photos were not the same thing to me. Like okay. for me, it's like the people that, edited photos or like put like a moon or just stuff like that yeah it's like, those are that's like photoshop, photoshop artists yeah i yeah. used to always like i used to always think like that's photoshop like people are just adding that like it's not real like because and and for lots of reasons like they're either trying to create something that mm-hmm. didn't exist or they're trying to make their image yeah, better and, and at the time was. i just i didn't know anything yeah. about photoshop i had no idea of like the capabilities and like yeah. what you could even like the possibilities you can do in Photoshop. I had no idea. Yeah. Photoshop's cool. So I'm in chemistry class this day and I'm just like looking at some of my pictures on my laptop that I've just like taken. And uh, a friend of mine at the time, she came up and she was like, Oh, like those are cool photos. Like I didn't know you took photos. Like I take photos too. Like mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. Like I've been doing it for like a year now. So she had a lot more experience on me already. Mm-hmm. And like the knowledge that she gave me at that time was like, you know, people like, like, what do you edit on? Like, that was like their first questions. Like, what do you edit on? And I was like, edit on? Like, what's, what do you mean? What do you like? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like photo? Like, what do you like Photoshop? Like, that's the only like editing software that I even like yeah. have heard of. And well, yeah, well, it's essentially like the, I mean, traditional photographers were using a dark room mm-hmm. and they weren't just developing their, their film. They were editing. Yeah. They're, it's just, in a, and, just using different, and, and a lot had, of the tools are named after like the dark, like, yeah. like the Dodge and the burn tool. Those are, those are from dark room. That's and, a, that's and a dark room time, technique. I had yeah. no idea. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy now yeah. that I like think back on it. Um, I guess like really the only like thing that I even like knew about photos was like what came from, uh, that movie, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Like, okay. when he is doing like film photos, like I saw him that he's like, messing with like some of the stuff and like the dark room and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like i had no idea what he's doing i just think yeah. like he took the photo he's just getting it printed or something like that you know like i never <laughs> really like thought about it like for me yeah. what was important was like taking the photo like that's yeah. what was important it was never the post Those other yeah it was never the post production yeah. never like really how it looked it was just mm-hmm. the experience and just being there and when she's like <laughs> oh yeah i edit on uh adobe lightroom and i'm like adobe lightroom like that's not photoshop like 
like, whoa, like, what is that? Like, how do you get it? Like, and she introduced me to the world of Adobe. And that was the beginning of what Lightroom and like editing, like this opened up the editing world to me. Yeah. And at first I went a little crazy. <laughs> I, they were like, photos were saturated. Like the contrast was super heavy. The clarity was up. Like I was just doing like all sorts of things with like photos yeah. just for fun. Like just to like, just cause you can't experiment. Yeah. Right. And I used to like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, this photo looks so much better. Like with like the saturation of like the colors are like, it yeah, looks so it much realistic, like poppy, yeah, more poppy yeah. and like now I look back at it, I'm like, whoa, these pictures are like <laughs> these pictures are like edited, like, whoa, like I would never, like, I would never know. But um I just well, I love seeing grew, that evolution. You grew up a little bit. Yeah, I, I yeah. just I love seeing like and just even like a couple months down the line from when I first got my like figured out the editing software, it's like what was I doing? <laughs> like I I couldn't I yeah. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once I, I, th- I feel like those are classic. Yeah, those are classic early. It's like when you like that's just it's what you do. Yeah, when you it's you, what you, you try something new, you're just like yeah. you just try everything and see what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, and with any Photoshop or Lightroom tool, you have to kind of like before like learning a tool, you have to run it to the extreme mm-hmm. to see what it's doing, and then you can back it off and go, okay, that's where it's actually appropriate. Like you, it's just. Yeah, and that's it's actually how I like how the tools. Yeah, work. that's how I actually like yeah. ended up like learning how these tools work because totally. there it's was no uh, photography class in school. Like there wasn't. Like she was the only. She was your lifeline. Yeah, she was like my lifeline, like almost like a mentor world. to me. Even though that she didn't, she wasn't like that experienced in it. She just knew that much more, and I was mm-hmm. like, just I want to know everything. Like I want to <laughs> like tell me, tell me more. And with that, it kind of gave me another or like I kind of found out about something that I didn't necessarily like about the photography world in Anchorage as a whole okay um so what was that well just something that I like notice is when it comes to like photography is when you are taking photos of just like you know nature and just stuff that is around you and you're just like focusing on just like the basic form of photography mm-hmm People that don't know about photography or just like friends and stuff like that, they're like, oh, well, like, you know, everyone's shooting photos or like everyone's. I mean, everyone has a camera. Has a camera yeah, everyone pocket. has a camera. Like your competition like, is yeah, really like, high. Like you're not a photographer. Like, uh-huh. like you know, you just you just have a camera. You just take pictures. Yeah. yeah. And for the longest time in school, like, or not even in school, well, that's just like where you would hear that because a lot of people did have cameras. Mm-hmm. A lot of people my age were trying it out and like uh-huh. seeing if you know got a camera, see if they liked it or whatever. Right. And well, and, and all, a lot of the, the tools that we, like, the, the ways of looking through a camera, I mean, we're not looking through a viewfinder anymore, but we, our viewfinder is huge. It yeah. actually helps us see our composition. Yeah, now you it's, can get it's it It's a lot to easier like, to be a photographer. Yeah, your whole, ca- your whole phone, you it's can all, get up to your, right there. Ca- uh, your computer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you can, you can play with things in real mm-hmm. time. You can, you can change the, you can, all the modes that your phone does. Like, it, it really helps anybody, which I think is actually a great thing. Yeah. To, to figure out all the rules of, of composition, setting up a photo. Yeah, no, and, and it's all, a, it goes all, into that. There's so much that goes into it, but like when everyone's. But in it's the, hard to stand. Yeah, up when everyone's from that. in, and especially when everyone's in like the very beginner stage, like everyone is, because everyone just got a camera. Everyone is just like figuring out what yeah. like and editing like and stuff is. And yeah, people don't. Yeah. yeah, people don't know how to like use Photoshop yet, or like mm-hmm. use these hidden, not necessarily like hidden tools, but like ways to use tools together that will like overall make your photo even 
even greater than what it is but like when you're first starting off it's like whoa what are all these tools what do these do like Mm -hmm. and there's so much that you can do but like when you load up the editing software for the first time there's only like you know set amount of tools on each side it's super like basic it's not until when you fully get into it that you start figuring out shortcuts figuring out Mm -hmm. like secret tools now i can do like these now i can use lightroom and photoshop together and go back into lightroom it's like there's yeah. so much more that I didn't know then. And with people, it was like this sort of like stigma that went around that like, you're not a photographer. Like, you're not, like, you're not yet. And it wasn't until like. Whereas had you been working in any other medium? No. So you would have been 100% legitimate had you been painting oh, oh, or sculpting. Oh, I or you was I said. No, had you been. Yeah. Had you been. Like, that? that's where it's probably really frustrating yeah because had you been had you been painting you would have well, had no competition yeah, exactly in, because uh, from your peers the people that like yeah were like painting at the time were like i can't draw like that like that's so like that like, you can just do that that's crazy like right. and i actually had this friend of mine who was like amazing at drawing like mm-hmm. amazing at drawing and he never like followed it or like that wasn't like really something that he was like passionate about he just like happened to be just really really good at drawing yeah. and in elementary school it was, it was kind like of his default kind it was just his default yeah. it, was, it was like for me it's it was like wow you have like this skill in like why aren't you like pursuing it you know what I mean? right. like to me it, it's left me in awe like when he would draw like uh, a picture of like a fox or something like that just like with is pencil, he like just a cartoonist saying, like he was just drawing out yeah of his no head he was just drawing just, out of his head just like no that's incredible yeah you'd ask him like yeah like for me it came to the point like when we had like uh uh, projects in school where we had to like draw something or just like write a story and then like mm-hmm. draw something to like make it look cool just mm-hmm. accompany it i used to always like ask him like oh can you can you like draw me or like can you help me like can you like teach me how and it's like mm-hmm. he was always like i don't like i don't know how like i just like i just do it yeah and for me it was yeah, like i can't teach you but i can do it yeah for yeah. me it was like like oh come on like you have to <laughs> um but yeah like that's why i almost like saw it as like if i were like you know in some like you said like another medium Different like that medium. and yeah mm-hmm. i probably would have been more respected at the time just to like it, like the intro well there would have been a difference right yeah like, it would have been a different outlook on it you would have like it it's easy to get lost in the in your peers within that because everyone's doing it it's like everyone it's like it's like trying to feel special in alaska because you ski everyone, everyone skis, skis nobody yeah. cares like it, it's kind of the same thing, it, it, and it, it doesn't mean that you're you're not a good skier. It doesn't mean that you're not exactly. a, it's not, it's, it doesn't mean that you're not an exceptional photographer, or that you actually maybe care about it. More it's than just like everyone's doing cares. it. Like right. you don't have that like title yet. You know, you don't have that. Yeah, so there's got to be something like else that sets you apart. Exactly. So, so did you find what that was? So I guess. It, yeah. So you notice a lot, like these people that did like get cameras are just like we're in the same place that I was uh a lot of people were like not necessarily like falling off or just like discouraged from it mm-hmm. because there was that stigma mm-hmm. because like people were like getting that like oh like you're editing like this person like mm-hmm. like why like you know like it's the same or like why are you even trying like yeah or like oh I've seen that yeah before, I've seen cool. that yeah like I, oh like, this impressed. person oh but have you seen this photo <laughs> you know what I mean it's like oh have you seen uh, this other? it's like dang mm-hmm. like you know that kind of that's hard. Hurts, That's a hard conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard con- especially like at the time in high school and just stuff like that where you're not necessarily like confident in just like showing other people like like just showcasing like other things you've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um well it's it's very vulnerable. It is. Showing someone your work is incredibly terrifying. And I think for me just like dancing is what really helped me with that. Is okay. like like so I actually so I can did dance and like 
competed and everything like that. I actually like pursued that. That was like my first passion before I got into camera, and that's like yeah. what really, like really helped me gain that confidence in myself, of, like showcasing something. And I was in like dance in high school, so at the time, like that stigma of like other people, like oh, you're not the photographer, you're not like this, like. I've already, like, been through that. I've already heard that. Like, I've already, like... Like, it doesn't yeah, affect me as much. For me, it's more so motivation. Okay. It's like, okay, but I'm not that photographer. I'm not, like, a photographer yet, but, like, I will be. You mm-hmm. know, like, I will get there. Like, yeah. just just wait. Like, I would I would always tell people, like, just wait. Like, give me time. Like, I'm working on it or, like... Yeah. Well, or, like, in, some, say, in yeah. some ways, it's actually really cool like I tell people I work with metal and they're always instantly impressed unless they work with metal themselves and then we just talk about other things you know we talk about we talk about like the next level of what we're talking about like we talk about our welders or we talk about whatever whatever the techniques that we're talking about yeah yeah so we like but but initially like when I talk to people about metal they're like wow that's amazing and so it it I'm already it's already amazing. So I don't really need to do a whole lot mm-hmm. more. And so in some ways it's, it's kind of a neat motivator. They're not that impressed. So yeah, you actually, no. they, but they yeah, but you show them like a photo you maybe been working on or like, are super proud of, or like to yourself, you like finally got done editing and you're like, this is the one, ah, this it. is the one. And then you send it out <laughs> to like your group that. of people yeah. or you send there and they're like, cool. Or like, nice. Yeah. Or like you finally get the like, Oh, like, Oh, that looks amazing. And it's like, that one person yeah, that you know finally, that, that, yeah, that like, one person that finally says that it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm headed in the right direction. Like maybe yeah. not everyone's saying that now, mm-hmm. but like I convinced one person. Yeah. So you know that when you get that feedback, it's actually way more valuable Yeah, than, like, the, than the feedback I'm getting of, wow, that's neat. You work with metal. Yeah. Like I'm like, that nearly means nothing. So that's really cool. That's really, and, yeah. And that's, just, huh. I think just like finally, like when f- one person finally like was like, yeah, like, you know, like you are like you're a photographer. Like you know, I started getting kind of like people started seeing my work in like school. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like mainly just through like I like I used to be like oh yeah like I I shoot photos. I used to tell everyone like I shoot photos even when I was like first into it like that. Like I loved it so much then that like you just want to talk about it. Yeah, I just want to talk about it. like yeah like oh do you want to go take pictures? Like even if I wasn't that good at it, it's like I know that I'm like gaining that experience from mm-hmm. it. Like and it started this thing where like now when I go and take pictures with people, it's not about the pictures. It's mm-hmm. about like that moment. It's about mm-hmm. like almost an excuse to go to like flat top or like to go hiking or to go to like get that experience. Just, yeah, to go and just adventure. It's like, we're going to go because we're going to go and take pictures. But like, that's just like what it's starting as. It's like, the excuse. Yeah, it's the excuse. Oh, that's interesting. And then yeah, now it's like, huh. and it's just like between like me and my friends, it's like, because, you know, we're sitting at home, we have like, video games we have things that we can be doing mm-hmm. in the place that we're at without having to leave the comfort of our home but it's mm-hmm. like for me i always want to like i always want to go on adventures and stuff like that but in order to convince my friends who don't normally lean towards that it's like oh like let's go and take photos yeah let's go take photos and be like super cool or like help me take these photos like let's go like yeah. i'll show you some like new spot like you've never been in and my tell favorite, them not to listen to this podcast because then oh, they'll, no, they'll no. know your secret oh they know now they know now they know well now it's None like now they do want to like they do like that adventure now like they, they've caught yeah they, they've caught they almost like take me out on it like the adventures now you know what i mean nice but um and that's where like my need of like 
having someone with me to go and take photos kind of like almost came back. Okay. Like I wasn't taking photos by myself and I didn't want to go take photos by myself. But if I wanted to go take photos and wanted to capture these moments, I knew that if I had someone with me, I'll get it done. Like I knew if I like invited my friend, I'll actually go. Like I'll actually get there. And are you using people? What's your subject matter? So now it's, I use people and I don't, but like, um, it started off with landscape photography at first, okay. just like pictures of Alaska. Cause that's like what people really enjoyed and what like, I got more feedback on like, mm-hmm. Oh, you shot that like great picture of that mountain or like, yeah. like that's where like that is coming back more. I'm getting more uh, conversation off of that. And I wasn't comfortable with, uh, portrait photography yet because okay. I, I hadn't necessarily even like felt comfortable with landscape. So for me, it's like, how, can I really dive deep into like shooting pictures of people if I don't know how to like shoot a photo? And yeah, people are infinitely more complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are like have the landscape well, and the person. Or like like that's someone like when you're taking a photo of someone, I mean, they're seeing themselves. Like, mm-hmm. and if you shoot at a certain angle or a certain way, like that person can look different, and to them, like it can almost like take out almost insecurities that they have of themselves. And yeah, it's you like can you're build them like up or you can crush it. them yes. with the same... And, my like, when it, yeah. when it started, is like, the friends that I would, like, go with and, like, take pictures of, like, they'd be camera shy, too. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want to be... Like, they not that they didn't want to be in front of the lens, but more so, like, they felt shy. So when it came to, like, shooting an actual portrait of someone, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so, like... I only brought it out, but, like, they're looking, like, into the distance, and I, like, capture that moment. And it's, like, they're mm-hmm. in the photo, and they're, like, a subject in the photo, but mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not focused they're on not their face. They're not necessarily engaging. Yeah, it's not a focus photo. on their yeah. face or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I think another thing was when I'm posting on, like, Instagram and stuff like that, for me, I almost feel, like, insecure for them. Like, I don't want them to feel weird if I'm, like, I don't know, it was, like, it was, like, a weird thing, like, I don't want to post pictures of other people and them not liking it. You know what I mean? Or like, totally. Yeah. yeah well, like, you kind of, yeah. I mean, there needs to be like a com. I would imagine there would need to be a conversation before you post yeah, it. So now it's like thing. when I'm taking photos of people and like showing them, it's not like them being unhappy. It's almost like a thought in my head. Like, am I like, am I going to make them unhappy? You know what I mean? Like, am I going to make them insecure? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like, so, I, it almost huh. like, like, I don't want to take a photo of you and then, like, you feel bad about, like, because of, like, I don't know, just, right. like, just that thought of, like, that what if, right. that's, like, what kind of, like, didn't want me to shoot, like, portraits. Like, I didn't want to, like, Well, it's a really that. complicated dynamic. Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, people just, are, like. It just is. Especially when you get to, like, a camera, people are seeing themselves, like, in HD, like, qual- I mean, you can, like, zoom in and, like, <laughs> you can see every single, like. <laughs> freckle every single like everything everything of their face and I it's was, like i was at my optometrist uh, a couple of years ago and and uh, i was asking her how she likes her job and she's like i love it except for sometimes it's terrible some i had a woman come back and just she was so angry at her new prescription that i gave her and it turns out she wanted her old prescription back because she got she got home with her new prescription her new glasses she looks in the mirror and all she saw was a woman full of wrinkles and she she wanted her her old her old vision yeah, back, yeah. which was blurry and softer, and she oh, it allowed her yeah. to have a better image of herself, even though it wasn't accurate. She didn't care. 
This, this, like, yeah. she was in her 80s. She didn't care that it wasn't accurate. She wanted to have the experience with herself that the incorrect prescription was giving her. And I think, like, and that, and so she got the, the optometrist was like, all, by all means, have your, here's yeah, your like, prescription. Yeah, this is going to make and you happier. This, is, this yeah. works for you. Like, if yeah, you're, happy, if you're I'm comfortable happy. and you can, yeah. like, function and, like, you know, you're not running into walls, with it, like, if it's not affecting like, your vision that much, then, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, if it's just helping you get a better perspective on, like, how you, yeah, feel. you feel. Yeah, it just, like, right. makes you feel better than for It's all such means. a fine line, though, between, I would imagine, I, I'm not a photographer, but I would imagine that there's this, like, the al- the altruistic part of me would be like that's not honest though mm-hmm. and there's this there's this honesty factor of like yeah that's nice I'm glad you feel good about that I mean that's what I hate about filters yep like I hate filters yep. like if you Me if you well. you need to do some work on yourself if you can't if you can't just at least emotionally you don't need to look any better but you need to have a better relationship with your reality exactly it's and, super tricky and uh, like going off of that it's like when I came to editing my photos mm-hmm. and like editing as a whole, I was very like picky about how I edited photos okay. because like, it, like yeah. because when it came to like, you can do so much with editing software. Like when you said like, I, you can edit someone's face and make them look like super, like totally you like can, you can do all the things. The perfect, I guess like the mm-hmm. quote unquote, like perfect version of themselves. Like, right. you know, like no wrinkles, no like, yeah, acne, that, that like, hits all of yeah, the social goals yeah, that we're going like, for, real, right? But yeah. like, just like the social like goals or like what is, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, what we've been told we're yeah, supposed to look like. Exactly, that, that's good. And yeah. that's where like when it came to editing, I wanted to almost like minimal editing. Like mm-hmm. when I did edit a photo, it would just mainly be like the shadows or like just like, like the lighting the yeah i wouldn't point. i wouldn't change the color mm-hmm. like i wouldn't change the color of anything mm-hmm. i wouldn't take out anything like i wouldn't like use the heel tool or the heel brush and like mm-hmm. get rid of something like what's there is what's there and like i'm just making it look slightly better like mm-hmm. i'm making it look a little more pleasing to like the viewer like it like if the photo that i took if i took it and it was super bright or like I shot it all wrong. Mm-hmm. I can fix that in post. Right. Like well, you're, you're, like, you're yeah. kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, yeah. but I, what, what it sounds like you're saying is you're, you're, you're editing with a purpose of telling the viewer to focus on what you want them to focus on. Exactly. More than. Well, I want it to like, be more real. Like yeah, I want it to okay. be like my main goal with like, when I first was like really getting into like actually editing photos and like, really building a style was I wanted to match kind of what I saw. Like I would almost like go back into the moment or like when I am taking the photo and I am there, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like, I like, this is what I want it to look like. I'm almost like oh, shooting okay. a mental, mem- like mental photo. Okay. And then shooting the real photo. Like, to with get my it camera. To, to match up with the mm-hmm. one you already have in your brain. Yeah. So you, okay. Cause okay. the camera, the, that's the camera actually, can only get so close to what the yeah. eye is actually like seeing. Mm-hmm. And now we're And our eyes are incredible too. It's incredible. Like, and mm-hmm. now it's like the camera is better than your eye. You know, it's mm-hmm. seeing colors that your eye can't even pick up on. Mm-hmm. And for me it's like But that's not always good. It's, yeah, it's not what I saw. Like it's yeah. not what was there. Like it's not mm-hmm. that actual moment. And for me it's like I wanna match that like almost perfectly you know okay. what I mean? and it's never yeah. gonna be like perfect but 
I always like try to get the lighting right. I always try to get like what it was in that moment. That well, I what it, that what it, what it, what it was in your, in your head in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting viewpoint of, of, of creating like a lot of, and it's actually in line with how a lot of artists create, you know, we have like, like I will build a thing in my head and then I will get, I will try to get my, my actual thing that I'm making to match up to the reality in my head. It's the same thing. Yeah. And like, it's the same thing. We're just, you're, 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 it's the same thing with a different medium that. And that's what's like, it's fascinating that like, that you're telling me that like it works on like different uh, mediums because like, that's just like the way that I view like photos just only. Yeah. So like, if that's how you view like other mediums, I don't. Yeah. That's, I I work that way with steel. Yeah. Like I will, I will visualize the thing in steel. I've just never heard a photographer like disseminate it in that way and for me it's like like now like now like today like after like experience and stuff like that now i can really visualize like the photo before i'm like shooting it like uh, like now i have a very i guess that's how like a lot of okay continue sorry no no no, no, go ahead so like you know when when photographers are imagining that shot they're imagining that shot there that's the same thing Mm -hmm. okay i just get that now i never got that before but like yeah like at the time like that's like what I was like really going for is like I wanted to match my eye. I wanted to match that moment. Cause if I'm like the reason why I got into photography in the beginning was to remember that moment was to yeah. look back and be able to like see it. And if it's not realistic and it's not what it actually was, then like I'm then just I, creating a false then memory. Then it's actually not a match. Yeah. I'm, I'm creating a false memory. So now yeah. it's like, hmm. you know, that person wasn't there. You know, like if I took that person out just because they made the picture look like if they were blurry or something like that and made the picture not look quite hd it's like well that's not real you know that's not what i was actually yeah and Mm. that's something that was like very tough for me to grow out of for a while um because it's like like this is my style like this is like what i really have like held on to forever is like i don't want to add anything to my photos i don't want the high saturated colors i don't want Mm -hmm. any of that i want just like just what i would see as like a real photographer like just like the in the moment what is actually there and Mm -hmm. everything but um, I knew that with that, I wouldn't necessarily stand out as a photographer. Like, right. I, w- I would be, like, I would maybe get to a well, point. Well, because we're used to that. Yeah, That's what get, we see our lives as. Yeah, and I'd get, yeah. To a, I'd get to a point maybe where, like, down the line, I'd, if I still continue that way, um, where I'd become maybe a, a good photographer. Mm-hmm. But for me, it evolved now to, like, I don't just want to, like, shoot just, like, rudimentary just like photos like i want to create like art you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i want to okay. add more to it like i want to like now that i know how to shoot a photo like just a generic like photo mm-hmm. now i want you to like see it how i see it like okay. so now it's not just like what my eyes seeing it's more so like how i perceive it in my mind so yeah. now you're actually getting like the perspective of like how I would like to see this like moment and like situation. So now okay. you are getting like just a little more, bit more, more color. View. Yeah. A little yeah. bit more like what I enjoy from a photo and what I like yeah. get from it. And the reason why like I really like or like I'm glad that I uh, started with photography or just like started with like that matching my eye and like really like uh, being strict with myself and like mm-hmm. not you know, not adding these like extra tools, like just limiting myself to a certain, uh, certain like tool set or like a certain like, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a little more Spartan of an yeah. approach. Well, it helped uh-huh. me out to like almost focus my work a little more. Okay. Because for me, 
if there's endless possibilities, it's like it's almost overwhelming because it it's is, like it 100%. can be anything. Like it, it, and like halfway through it, I could like take it like another direction. And when it comes to like you know like posting every day or like if I want to actually get my workout. If I do it that way, it's never going to be out. Like, I'm never going to be finished with it. Like, I'm always going to go back to it. I'm always going to be moving things. So, like, yeah, just almost the posting every day or just, like, like limiting myself to certain, like, time lengths or just, like, certain tools, it mm-hmm. almost helps me actually get it done. Like, mm-hmm. it helps me, like, oh, well, I can't, like, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to use that yet. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. just finish this off, do it how it is now, get yeah. it posted, Get it finished. And then the next artwork that I use, now I'm going to try that tool. Okay. Or, like, now I'm going to, like, just slowly, little by little, or else it's mm-hmm. too overwhelming and I'm never going to get it done. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a thing a lot of artists can relate to, actually. Um, yeah, I remember in when I was – I got a degree in sculpture, mm-hmm. and one of our first assignments was – like it had the couple parameters. It was you need to make a sculpture in, out of plaster, and it needs to it needs to move from a geometric shape to an organic shape, and and you know this is this is the medium of sculpture. We can do whatever we want. We can use whatever materials we want. We can we can. There's no limit. It's it's all it's as it's as all encompassing as film is. Like as far as rules of what you can use and what you can't use there 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 are none and so to actually learn how to work in 3d that was that's that's how our professor my professor approached it It was like okay one material it's super boring it's there's there's nothing like there's nothing going on in plaster it's not like wood like wood has all these grains it has it has it has the soft grain and the hard grain it has these interactions like there's wood has opinions plaster has no opinions of itself and so it was a way to to figure out how to work. We were just learning to work reductively, like taking the material that we didn't want away and and being left with the thing that that was the thing yeah. we decided it to be. And it was it was um ridiculously challenging and and you're still you're still dealing with a lot, just going from geometric to organic, but in three D there's like there's an infinite number of, of ways you can approach that. And, and that could be but like, it, it well, really helped to yeah, narrow 3D, it down. 3D is like so fascinating to me because oh. like I see photos in 2D. Yeah. Like it's, I just see like one angle. Yeah. So when it comes to like, you like only have it, to get yeah. one angle right. Yeah. So 3D, you have to get all of them right from every amazing. single angle and it really hurts your brain and it's nice. Well, if you, sure want, your brain, you, it's if you like, want your brain, oh, right. well, now I have this side. Like, do I want this side to be like totally different? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like something that I would like be like, Oh, like I, that would be too challenging for me because it'd be too many options. Like it's so many options, but 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 it's the same thing of Nick narrowing your tools down so you can actually learn what this thing is doing yeah, and what and that I, thing is doing. And I think that like for uh, people that are beginning, I guess like I'll speak more so like for photography. Mm-hmm. I would recommend to limit yourself at first with like certain things, like maybe. Um, only shoot with one lens for a while. Like only shoot yeah. with one lens because that's gonna help you really learn that length style and like yeah, the, just the, the get limits you feel, of yeah, that get lens. you comfortable and like yeah. you know that like if I'm standing in this side or like if I want to shoot a picture of the subject, I'll have to be this far away. And mm-hmm. like now in your head it's almost like 
building a, a, a measurement that you're almost doing in your head that we're not even really even like thinking about anymore. Yeah. Like now you already know that like, oh, if I'm going to shoot a picture of you, I already know I have to stand yeah. like right here. Like I already know, like I don't even have to like stand there and look at it. Yeah. You just I'm, know. I already, I already know. You just know. Because and, of the length. Yeah. And with like editing, it's like, it can be so overwhelming. So just start with like how to shoot a photo, like just a generic, like photo, mm-hmm. like, the lighting, the contrast, like, don't even worry about, like, the colors and the saturation and, like, the removing or adding Well, that's the things. beauty of black and white is it exactly. helps you, like, exactly. get rid why of these I love, other factors. That's why I love film photography. That's why I love, like, um, people that do start with, like, a film camera. Like, I didn't start with a film camera. And I almost, like, wish I did mm-hmm. because it is everything that I looked for when I did start it, like, that limiting. Mm-hmm. Um Without it actually like being something that I have to limit myself, right? Like you're just right. limited yeah. by your tools. The cool thing about a film camera is you have twenty four exposures, mm-hmm. and and then and then that and that's also that's money. Yeah. Whereas Each- with a digital camera, the overwhelm of knowing that you could shoot thousands of photos, but then you have to go through those thousands yep. of photos is like. Daunting. And, and when you, like, I still shoot. I still shoot like, like when I, when I'm, when I'm taking photos with my real camera or with my, with yeah. my, with my iPhone. I'm, I'm still shooting like really conservatively because that's what I grew up using was real a, a film camera yeah. with a limited. You know, it was money. And, I didn't want to develop five rolls of film and get two good when shots. It, when it came to like these film like shots, it's like now like the film photographer like when it comes out like when I'm getting these scans. Mm-hmm. it's the exact same like style and like just how it looks so similar to the photos that like my mom were taking of me with the disposable camera oh, so it's almost like a nostalgia of it. it's like hmm. that's the style or, like that's like the like that's what i've been looking that's for. what you fell in love with yeah, that's what i fell yeah. in love with but like when it came to like these cameras and stuff like that it's so hd and quality and you have all these like endless possibilities it's like it was it's overwhelming yeah and it's, it's too much it's too, too, much. It's too much it's too much yeah. and Oh, YouTube is a blessing. If it wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) I learned everything that came to like actual, like learning new like tools or like implementing after like I'm done limiting myself and I do want to like dive into this world Mm -hmm. of just like endless creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, I started with like YouTube, like how do I, you know, just type in, how do I do this? Like, how do I remove a person from a photo? You know what I mean? Like now I'm like, oh, like this photo would be great if this light post wasn't in the middle of it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. So now I'm like, how do I remove the light post? And it just like, (laughs) just continued and continued. And like with the more photos and more adventures that I went to, there were like little things that are like, I maybe want to remove or like maybe when I was taking the photo, I accidentally like shot it too dark. So now I have to like fix that in like Mm. post. Mm -hmm. And they're like, instead of like just a rudimentary way of doing it, like now I'm learning ways to do it that maintains that high quality that doesn't mm-hmm. like ruin the actual quality of the photo. Yeah. But just overall makes it better. And like these shortcuts that I used to take before, it's like now I actually know how to get around the entire like process of it. Like now I'm doing it the right way. Okay. And it's all because of like YouTube and stuff like that. Just because I, I learned so much off of there than I ever did in um like any photography class that I ever took. Yeah. And yeah, huh. to be fair, I only took like one like actual photography class, and it was this was in high school. It wasn't. It actually wasn't in high school. So in high school, we didn't get any. Uh, there was no photography class or anything like that. It wasn't until my senior year okay. where 
I don't know if it was by coincidence or if it was like super new or just like I just had a, it was just the right place, right time. Yeah. But I, I tried out this class. It was just like an elective. It was just like media, like journalism class. I think it was called media oh, okay. journalism. Cool. And it was like the closest thing that I could get to like using a camera in school. It wasn't yeah. photography, but it was videography, like actual videography. Like they were using like the school actually paid for like high quality cameras and like they did have some like canon cameras and they did have some like fancy lenses and in my head i'm like whoa like i have a camera and like i wonder if like if i do this class and stuff like that i can learn or i have an opportunity to use tools that i wouldn't necessarily like have access to so like now i can actually try out that different size lens like lenses that would be like multiple hundreds of dollars to even like test out you know what i mean okay and that just opened up uh, a place where like it had extra equipment like they let you like borrow um gear like because if you you had homework that was like oh shoot a video over the weekend and yeah. i'd be like, like oh well, i have I a camera, camera but like i'd be like oh i want this you know i want this other camera or, like i want this lens to like just try out to see like what the difference is yeah and that's what like really uh made me notice the difference between different cameras because mm-hmm. i was always i always had this canon camera and it's like i knew it and mm-hmm. i like I knew everything about it at this point. Like I, I went through a ton of YouTube videos. I researched everything about it. I was almost like, like I, I know how to use this camera to a master. Like I'm not the best photographer or anything like that. But like as far as like using the tools, tool. I, under, I yeah. understood the tool and everything like that. But like yeah. now I have these like other cameras, and these are like like the higher quality of camera. This is like the level of camera that I have now. Okay. So now I'm noticing a jump in quality and a jump in like different tools and different like settings mm-hmm. that even the jump that I had from a can like a phone camera already had. So I'm like, whoa, wow. like, wow, this is yeah. even like more than what I even thought was like possible at the moment. Like, yeah, like your mind was. Blown. Yeah. And I yeah. never like, like, yes, I would see like videos on YouTube of people like, oh, this is like the most expensive camera. Like, this is like super high end, blah, blah, blah. But I, I never would have ever like got to try it out if it wasn't for that class. Yeah. And the teacher of that class, uh, she actually like ended up like, I don't know if it was like the students like finally convinced her, or, like maybe the popularity of her class kind of like, you know, she had enough traction. Yeah, she had enough traction that yeah. now she's like, you know what? I'm going to start a photography club during lunch. Because I, I have my lunches in, in my classroom anyways. So if yeah. you guys are interested in that, let me know. Yeah, and come I will, on in. Yeah, and I'll make it an actual thing. Stuff, yeah. And sure enough, people were like super interested in it because all those people that um, were beginners in f- photography when I was like and got discouraged from it now have mm-hmm. a way of learning and being around other photographers in, in school that yeah. are in the same place that they are that are like... Well, community does so much, so much. for creativity. So much. It is like... It is, I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast is, is that. And okay. So, so you showed up at lunch. So I showed up at lunch and it was like very new. And like, I saw people that I never even like people that would see around school, but like, I never knew that were like even interested in art or like, Mm -hmm. I never even like crossed my mind to even think. Yeah. You know, I just saw them them around school. And being able to have like, like there's, it was quite a bit of people in that classroom. I would say maybe like. 15 20 kids showed up on the wow. first day and i was what like high school was this this was west high school west okay. anchorage high school okay. yes west is the best I, i've heard this from people <laughs> no it was i i it's actually do really enjoy or i did really enjoy my time there um mm-hmm. 
we were actually the most diverse at a period of time while I was in oh, wow. that school. We were the most diverse. I'd have to fact check it, but I believe yeah. we were the most diverse in the country Anch- for a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. yeah the- I mean, Anchorage is a diverse. Yeah. No, and really that helped diverse. me like yeah, diversity meet is a neat new thing. people. And like when it came to that photography class, now you're getting like all tons of different perspectives of how other people view the world. And yeah. through like the different lunch meetings that we had, we'd have like um certain like projects that we'd have to do like not projects but more so like showcases so like this week would be like okay next week we're going to showcase nature photos so if you want your nature photo like yeah up here like critique like we would critique the photos too like it'd be a constructive criticism yeah um we would have like how was that it was no it was it was actually really cool it was the first time that you would that i actually experienced being in a room of like people giving you their honest opinion of it real time. Yeah. Because you get that. What did that feel like? What did that feel like? For me, I was already pretty comfortable with where I was at with photos, especially Mm -hmm. by senior year, because this was uh, 2018 now. So this is like two years of me, like taking photos, editing, like just being more confident in it. So I was definitely in a more like I had more knowledge of like shooting photos than some of the other kids so you were feeling class. you were feeling pretty good I was, about feeling, what I was feeling good I, I was actually yeah. like it almost was my first like uh role of like being able to teach some other people like things that yeah. I knew so like that uh cool. that girl that taught me about editing software like it was yeah. almost like it was my turn to like be to, that to pay, person it, to pay it forward yeah, to pay it forward and yeah I like I will never like forget the fact that like she introduced me to something like that and it's like for me it's like i want to be able to like let everybody else know so when it comes to like uh gatekeeping or like like when people don't want to necessarily like tell other people what gear they use like for me it's like i i tell everybody like exactly what i use this is what i'm using yeah Yeah. because for me it's like and this this is why this is why i like this 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 is is why why i don't like this this. why i don't use it yeah um and for me, it's because I always cherish people that were like that. Mm-hmm. So I almost want to be that person for other people. Yeah. Um, and well, it's fun. It is fun. It's fun because, like, if the, if the world is full of people that are making work that is that they want to make, that are the things that are the, the pictures that are showing up in their brains, I want to see what those are. And you'd be surprised and how much and you learn from it. Like, oh my goodness, it's so fun. Like to actually like people think it's like this competition, <laughs> but it's not. It's like it's this. Not. It's like this beautiful collaborative conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I've always fun. like that's yeah. something that I've always heard is like you uh, learn something or you get better at something if you like teach it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always like. I'm like, oh, so for me, it's like if I want to learn more, or like if I want to get better at this, like yeah, maybe this I thing should you just really start care like, about. Yeah. yeah, I should start showing people like just the rudimentary things. Like I'm not. Like, I'm not experienced enough, or I wasn't at that point to, like, tell people how to, like, shoot a photo or, like, go for a certain perspective. It was more Mm -hmm. so, like, okay, this is, like, how you should, like, shoot a photo. Like, maybe if you took two steps to the right and, like, angled down, it's going to be a better looking photo. Um, Yeah, just kind of just, like, little tips and stuff. And a few weeks after, like, that went by, it came the point where she needed to elect like a president of the club just like that's yeah. just something that needed to be done there and needs to be order yeah, in the lunch to, yeah, in there the needs to be, order. There needs to be someone club. that leads the meetings and such mm-hmm. and i remember it was me and this other uh chick who went and like 
went for the running of it. Like, it was just me and her who, like, put our names in for the ballot. Mm -hmm. And we were the most experienced in the class. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was more photojournalism. So she had a really strong journalism background. So when it came to actually, like, uh, describing the photo or, like, putting, like, Mm -hmm. the descriptive stuff underneath the, the photo, she excelled, like, really well in that. Cool. And that was a field that, like, like, I didn't know anything about yeah. that. And, like, for me, it's, like, I just shoot the photo, and I have a hard time coming up with the caption. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And with that, it's, like, that started, like, that little, like, for, like, two weeks, just a little competition between us two. Friendly <laughs> competition at <laughs> first. But, you know, leading leading to the election, you know, things are, like, oh, whose side are you on? Whose side? Nothing, like, too argumentative or anything like that. Just friendly competition. Yeah. Yeah. And sounds, sounds healthy. and when it finally came to the like voting day or whatever um the teacher counted the votes and it was like i think like off by like one or two like super close yeah and i'm sitting there like i hear like it was like her side of the room had all her friends and all the people that supported her and like (laughs) my side of the room had like all the people in the class and it was like nothing like super like oh like you're on that side it was more so like just like you both we support this person we support that person and I just remember sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this is close. Like this is close. And this is going to be, this is my senior year. The other chick, it was her junior year. So like, she if she try. didn't, if she didn't get the opportunity, she could run for it. This is your one shot. But for though. me, it's like, this is it. This is, is it. everything. And I'm sitting there. I remember being like the longest, like 30 seconds. Cause she kept hyping up. She was like, all right, like, okay. Like she just kept adding more, um, more to just it. More tension. And. She finally, like, said it, and it was, like, my name. And I just remember, like, like, wow. Like, it was the first time that I, like, mm. I almost manifest, like, not manifested it, but, like, I really wanted it. Like, yeah. I was, like, I'm, like, I'm going to be president of photography club. Like, just I'm going to do it. Like, I just want to. Like, it's my senior year. Ne- there's never been any club, like, the whole time that I've been here, like, that has yeah. to do about photography. This like, is the one you care about. Yeah. Would, like, it'd be cool stoked. to be, like, yeah, I just want to leave something Yeah. Behind. Yeah. And. Totally. Aww. Yeah, it was like, it didn't even last that long after the election because it was like towards the <laughs> last end of the semester. Like, it was the end of the semester. So, like, I got to be president for a few weeks and, like, it was cool. It was like yeah. my first time ever being in a role where I am looked up to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people actually, like, they care about yeah. what, um, like they want your yeah, opinion. They want my opinion about yeah. like what their artwork. Like they want, like they are actually like asking. Yeah. And beforehand, it wasn't like like people would ask you, but you know, it'd be more so like okay, like it's more because you're there cool. or because you're yeah. Yeah, but like now they're like actually respected the opinion, and I'm like yeah. that felt mm-hmm. good to me. Like it almost cool. yeah, it almost like cemented the first part of like what I you know what I wanted in life I don't know just like did it feel like like that was a like kind of a form of validation yeah Yeah, give back as opposed to just consume it almost felt like finally that stigma of like everyone's a photographer is like now I was actually like getting the like you are a photographer like I actually like I was like people around school like actually refer to me as a photographer now like like, oh, you're a photographer, right? Or, like, oh, yeah. you're Sebastian, like, the photographer, right? Like, that's almost, like, an identity, an identity that kind of yeah. went with my name. And it was, like, wow, I finally escaped that everyone is photographer thing. Like, I yeah. finally got that title. And it made me feel more confident about, like, my work moving forward. Yeah, cool. And it wasn't until, like, I finally got that as, like, 
maybe like maybe photography like is like art like like you know that's where i kind of like not necessarily like saw it at the same level but i respected it the same yeah well it it it, not all art is photography Mm -hmm. or not all photography is art yeah it's just not. It's it not. Does, it's 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 not. It's like I just interviewed a tattoo artist, and not all tattoos are art either. But it depends on the artist. It's not the it's not the medium that defines it. Not all oil painting is art. Some oil painting is terrible. That is the that is our most traditional medium. That's our most traditional respected medium. But just because you pick up oil paints doesn't mean you're an artist. No, it's, that, it's about it's about your fa- brain yeah, and your heart. It's always those. It's not it's not the medium that defines. It's it's the brain and the heart that defines that, like that at least in my observation. Yeah. Of of interviewing artists and putting these pieces together. And and that's how yeah. like I felt. And it's like, how can I like that was almost like okay I've almost like gotten into the art part of like shooting photos. Mm-hmm. So how can I become an artist from a photographer? Like that was like my next like Yeah. Where next where goal. is like, that where is that bridge? And I had no idea. Like I yeah. had no goal. I had I just knew that I needed to tap in more to the art side of shooting photos. Okay. And um I graduated uh twenty eighteen, applied to an art school in Portland. It was a PNCA. Okay. Uh Pacific Northwest College of Art. And in the back of my head it was like I want, like, I know I can make, like, photography a career, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to school for it. Like, that was just, like, like, that was just, like, kind of what I was feeling at the time. So, I go down this, like, I was, like, I couldn't find anything that I actually was, like, very interested in. None of the schools really, like, spoke out to me. And then it was this gentleman just looking down at his iPad, just drawing. And I didn't, I didn't look at, like, the school. I didn't look at anything. Like, the thing that caught my eye was this him drawing on a massive iPad. He was just drawing this most amazing, like, digital art. This guy's going off on this amazing artwork, like, not really even, like, focused on what's going on about him, just mostly focused on what he's working on at the moment. And that's supposed to be more than any of the other people that were trying to, like, get my attention and get in my face or anything like that. Like, when I went to go uh, visit the school a few months after, I got to, like, they gave me a tour of all the facility. And... This school was like a private art school. Like it wasn't like a huge campus or anything like that. It was this okay. building, like pretty large building in Portland downtown. Okay. So just like you wouldn't know it yeah. was like a school if you yeah, not a- didn't really look for it or if you didn't like see the huge name on the side or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Like okay. it didn't stand out really among the other buildings. <laughs> and But what did stand out was when you finally walked inside. And it was like this like very modern architecture, mm-hmm. but like filled with the first thing that stood out to me was just like the amount of different art that was all around me. Like it wasn't just like paintings or anything. Like it was like people were designing like shoes, like in a certain part of it. Like people were designing like, mm. uh, like a big thing that they did or like a big thing that he talked about is one of the students got like a grant, like just had gotten a grant, uh, doing, uh, prosthetics. Mm. So he actually came, like he oh. designed a certain like prosthetic to where it was like, artistic but also like really functional so it's yeah. like a really well like you know like really yeah, appealing like beautiful like, and yeah like, and yeah, i was like whoa like if this person can do this like i just wonder what like the possibilities and like what i could do here you know what i mean right and when we were walking around and when, when we finally got to like the photography part of it like first of all he like led us down these like stairways and it was like this like big like room it was a huge studio 
okay. where you could like he had so many different um uh paper like different color paper that you could use for like backdrops and just mm-hmm. like endless tools of just anything that you could need in a studio yeah. was there cool. and I was like, whoa, I've never been in a studio. Like, right. for me, my studio like, is oh my goodness. outside it's wilderness, like a, like Alaska. playground. And uh-huh. uh, it was almost like I can do so much. I can actually focus on photography rather than, like, have my whole life and then have a little bit of time set for photography. This is, like, my you whole day to day. Every that. day would be, like, yeah. photography, art. Like, it'd be super immersive and stuff like that. And when I finally got back home and like was thinking about like oh do i really want to sign here and stuff like that um there was some like mailing going back and forth like i needed to actually apply like the big thing was like okay do i really want to go here and then the second thing is can i even get in (laughs) so after like i put the deciding on halt because i was like if i can't even get in like there's no decision to even be made Mm -hmm. so i like put in my application and like sent in like my portfolio and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it was like a week later that i heard back and i remember seeing like the email like like i opened it up and it was like i just remember reading like you got it like you know like congratulations congratulations, like we accepted you and i kept reading and i was like oh like this is super cool like this is my first letter that i got back from uh college that i've sent out to actually like apply for Mm -hmm. and at the bottom of it it was like congratulations we have granted you our school scholarship for like set amount of money, oh, like blah, blah, blah. And I remember like, I remember reading it and being like, is this almost like, is does this everyone, a scam? Does everyone get a well, scholarship? No, I was like, is this a, is this a scam? <laughs> like maybe I got emailed by like, you know, just a scam thing that, yeah. you know, that I like went and visited or something like that. I almost didn't believe it. And I remember like messaging <laughs> him and being like, what's this about? And he's like, oh, we gave you our school scholarship. Like we gave you like the biggest like scholarship we can give. Like we don't yeah let people right on go here for free, but we can give like set amount of money. Yeah. And I remember being like so high, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And going to my parents and like, oh it's so amazing. And then when it finally like actually like looked at how much it would actually cost uh-huh. to go to the school, even with their scholarship, it was still like a pretty substantial amount of money. And mm, that amount of money was kind of like what made me decide maybe it would be a better idea if I focused on photography here, but like did my schooling mm-hmm. at UAA. Mm-hmm. If I just at least got like my GERs done here, I'll save so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still do what I want to do. I just won't be in a different state and I won't have like, I guess the endless tools that I would. Right, but right. I would be saving a ton of money. So, and... For me, it was almost, it, it definitely it was a lot of back and forth. At first, I was like, I don't care how much it is, I'm going. Like, I know that this is going to be beneficial. Like, I need to just get out of Anchorage for a sec, go, like, experience and live life. You know, just, like, mm-hmm. experience something new. Yeah, yeah. And that college, that college, like, phase. All, yeah, all that And stuff. after, like, endless back and forth in my head, I just finally decided, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to just do the smart move, save my money. But if I do stay here... I'm making a promise to myself that I'm going to try to actually still do photography. Yeah. Like, even if I'm not going to art school or anything yeah. like that, I will Like, you can hold yourself this. to the line yeah, of I'll accountability. Can, yeah, I'll with, make sure that with, I still yeah, have... Do this thing. So keep this passion and yeah. not make it a hobby. Like, that's, like, my biggest thing. I didn't want it to die as a hobby or anything like that. And when I got into school, it was still, like, okay, well, now, like, if I'm not in art school, like, 
why, like, I shouldn't, like, I don't know if I want to get an art degree here, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in my head, it was, like, it wouldn't count the same as if it was in, like, Portland. And that's yeah, just, like, it's more prestigious. Yeah, and it was, it was just, like, yeah, it was, sure. like, a bad mentality that I had at the time, and it was, like, I should, like, I would, I would, shouldn't have been focused on that, and it was, like, okay, I'll do marketing, because marketing will help me actually showcase my photos to people, and <laughs> marketing is actually where I ended up, that's the degree that I'm doing now, <laughs> Okay. and it was funny, because I did marketing for, like, a year, and I, like, it was my first time ever being in college, and I, like, party too much, and just, like, did not focus on my art, or my uh, schoolwork very well, and stuff like that, and I kind of focused more on my art than I did on my school, Yeah. and it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to focus more on my school than my art for the moment. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm paying this money to go to school, I need to, like, make sure I get good grades and such. Yeah. And that's kind of what, like, made me put down my camera for a little bit. And it wasn't until a year later I took a photography class at UAA. Okay. And that's when I picked up my camera again. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to get back into it. I want to dust the, I want to dust the dust off the camera and yeah. just get back into it and I feel like this is a good way to balance school and photography like I'll still be doing school but I'll be getting a grade for the artwork that I'll be doing Mm -hmm. and I honestly regret doing that just because I thought that that's something that was gonna help me gain motivation for my photography but at the end of that like the semester I just felt like so creatively like drained Hmm. because during that like the class was like it was a good class Mm -hmm. but the problem that I had with the class was the fact that it was like a three-hour long class and during it you actually never like really use the camera Mm -hmm. it was more studying like this is the rule of thirds this is how a camera should or this is how a photo should be taken and it was all like not modern like ways of shooting photos it was all like like how to shoot like you know like how they shot film photos like they were teaching like Mm -hmm. old uh ways of doing things and not like the new softwares that we have like we weren't using yeah our tools have changed no the tools have changed and they've like evolved and gotten better and like there's shortcuts of like doing things rather than like spending a ton of time on doing all these other Mm -hmm. ways Mm -hmm. and it was just like three hours like i think like twice or three times a week of just like sitting there and just just getting information that like I already knew, but like ob- yeah. like getting more detailed information on yeah. this I already knew. Like I already huh. knew how to shoot a photo. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. and it, and it to be fair, it was a like it was just like a beginner like photography class. But that's like all they had at UAA as far as like photography. That was class. the beginning and the end of photography. Yeah, at like UAA there was like was that. that there was like that. Uh, that was the beginning and the end for me. Yeah, okay. um, I think they have like another level, but. It's like just like intermediate. Like that's like the end as far as like that goes. Like if you want to get a degree in art at UA, at least like when I was trying for it, Mm -hmm. it would have to be like you would have to do some other like art form. Like you'd have to like take art classes. You couldn't get a a a BFA with an emphasis in photography. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I was like, okay, I'm never gonna take another photography class ever. (laughs) Like ever. Like. If I'm taking classes or if I'm, like, learning things, I can learn everything that I can off of YouTube. You really can. And you can, you really, like... You really can. And there's, like, and, and, and there's actually like hour-long, and there's, like, hour-long, yeah. like, videos oh. where people that are, like, super experienced or, like, a super, uh, like, have such knowledge in what you want to learn. It's, like, they yeah, have you that. Can just, 
no, they have that all there. They like have it in such an easy way to digest and like learn and mm-hmm. you're learning with them. Now I have my like uh, editing software open while you're showing me how to like do it. And it's like just a way, I think yeah. for me, a way better way that I learn is just from doing. And I think with YouTube is a great way yeah. to just like do it right away instead of like, you know, waiting an hour long in class. Right. And, and then now I can take that. It'll be interesting if we ever, like, like you bring up an interesting idea of just the, like, basically value. Like, there's more value in YouTube than there is going to, a, in some ways, a traditional university. Mm-hmm. Because if it's all about learning the information and then learning, being able to apply it, which, like, we say that's what education is about, but we don't treat it like that. All we truly care about is the letters at the end of your name, uh, like, the degree. And so it'd be interesting if we could legitimize the online learning with, with like, um, Basically, you you know you you tailor your coursework mm-hmm. via YouTube and yeah. then get get and accreditation for it's that. Too, like it's, that would actually yeah, that's, no, that's a niche. Somebody needs to build that business. I think like the because there are people that like the information's out there, but like like you said, like the mm-hmm. like that form or like someone actually giving the certificate is something that people need to like make. Yeah, like, and yeah, the cool thing huh. was that, that I didn't know until now, but. Which I regret that I didn't know until now. So when, <laughs> when COVID happened, I finally got back from like Europe. Um, well, I guess I'll go back a little bit from like the, so I killed my creativity for a while mm-hmm. and I just didn't shoot photo. Like I didn't have a passion for like photography for a while. And like, this is like, I picked up my camera just to put it back down almost. Yeah. And it made me frustrated because it's almost like I lost my, creativity mm-hmm. like like you felt this fire i felt this fire and it was gone and it. yeah during that time i was like very focused in school and like very focused on just gaining like getting income so i was like more i was working more i was mm-hmm. like doing school more like hanging out with friends more rather mm-hmm. than like that time that i actually spent in the past like going on a shoot or like right. taking some time to edit some photos yeah. And in a time that you'd promised yourself you were going to do yeah, this no, because, gonna, you yeah, going because school, I wasn't going to art school. Yeah. And, but distraction. And it distracted. Yeah. And happened. COVID happened. And like, I regretted, like I came back from Europe and I regretted like not taking any photos. Like, like I took, I brought my camera with me and everything, but like the amount of photos I took in my Europe trip is like so saddening <laughs> to me <laughs> because I remember all those, like, I have so many, like, fond memories of, like, being in London, being in Amsterdam, being in Lisbon, and, like, it's almost like I don't really have anything to look back on. You don't have anything to show for it. And Hmm. when I look at all the other parts of my life, I have so much documentation of it, and it's, like, one of the moments I treasure most is, like, I just, it's gone. I mean, it's not gone, because it's in my head, but it's, like. Why do you think you didn't, why why do you think that was? It's just because I didn't. The only reason I picked up my camera was for that trip. Like from that yeah. class to going to Europe was like, wow. And when I came back and was saddened about the amount of pictures that I took and stuff like that, I, it almost gave me like, okay, I need to pick up my camera. Again. Yeah. Like I can't mm-hmm. have this happen again. Like I can't just not pick up my camera because something ruined it for me in the past i need to find a new passion for it i need to find something that will just relight that fire in me yeah and it took a while it took a while it mm-hmm. because 
it was like, yes, I'm frustrated and yes, I want to get back into it. But like to get back into the routine, to get back into like the creative process every day mm-hmm. is something that they're just habits. Like humans are just the creatures of habits. And mm-hmm. I was just in the mindset of just, I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And you were doing other things. I was doing other things yeah. and other things almost like took priority to that. Mm-hmm. And I finally took some time and I finally like was like, okay, I need to figure out what will re and light the spark. And the biggest thing for me is I wanted to learn a new style. I wanted to learn a new photography style that will, is different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. That will make me stand out not only in like the photography, uh, part of art, but like Mm -hmm. in the whole art, like community. Like how can I have my photo stand next to like someone's amazing painting? Mm -hmm. Like, then this is where I like the like actual art side of me was like really like wanting to come out, but it, I just didn't know how. I didn't know like sure. what I was aiming for. So I started experimenting with everything. And it wasn't until I settled. Well, it started with like duotone. So with duotone, it's basically like two primary like colors okay. that are making like the overall like image. So okay. it's like a normal photo. Like let's say a photo of me just sitting here mm-hmm. um, speaking. But with duotone, I'll have where like, like, Think of it like a black and white photo. Mm-hmm. Think of like the white. I can now make like any color like that I want. Like so I can make it like white magenta. Yeah. So now it's like red and shadows, blue instead like... of black and white. Yeah. So okay. now it's like, and it took me a while to like figure out that. This is what you were showing me the other day. Yeah. This, yeah, is, this is like, the one you, you this is like the new style that I've like used now and that I've finally like refined to a certain point that I, I like it. Like the certain like where I'm comfortable with. Almost like saying, like, this is like my style. This is, this is, your this is like style, something yeah. that I've like really worked for. And yeah. I guess I'll just show you my, what I have on my desktop right now is yeah. my screensaver. So this is kind of like the beginning of Duotone. Okay. Um, so at the very beginning, it was very just high, high saturated colors, like super, super high saturated colors. Mm-hmm. So it took for me, like, I really liked the colors, but it wasn't as like, it wasn't, I lost that sense of realism that I, that I still like cherished and love. So my biggest thing was how do I find a way to make a um, duotone photo, but to make the colors kind of blend in a little more. So this is like the early, early into my like high saturated colors. So like with these photos, the colors almost are too saturated. Yeah. So describe some of these, like what would like. So right now, um, here, I'll pull up one that I wanted. So here, I have a photo of my mom. And it's just a p- normal portrait. It's her. Your uh, mom's adorable. Thank you. It's her resting up against a fence. This is actually her birthday weekend. Um, she turned 40 this, or I guess not this year, but the mm. year that this photo was taken. And she's got some fireweeds behind her and some, like, mountains behind her. And it's just, yeah. like, the real focus is her. And it's a portrait. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, like, the challenge was how do I get colors that I will stand out and work together mm-hmm. but won't be overwhelmingly like too saturated where it's like just like it's just all you see is like two colors like you, yeah. you lose the image and for me it's i wanted to maintain the image well in a lot of ways it's it they read as black and there is sim- there is there is simple to look at as black and white but 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 there's just instead of white there's a color and instead of black there's a color exactly yeah no they're they're lovely and it took me a while to like really get mm. it down. Sorry, I'm like trying to find. I'm 
need to org. That's something that I really want to get better at is organizing <laughs> like my artwork and files and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the challenge was that when I was first doing these high saturated colors, it was that I wasn't able to maintain the quality of it. Like I was getting super. Yeah, like it'll blast. I was getting it out. noise. I was getting like the quality was going down. Um, and it took for me a while to actually like find a way to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And at first, I so kind of don't lose the midtones. Yeah, at first kinda I kind of cheated with changing the photo black and white, and then finally, um, finally like getting into the right colors that I want. But the thing with mm-hmm. that was that I was actually like implementing the colors that I wanted rather than like the colors that were actually there. And this photo that we're actually looking at now is the most recent of okay, describe this that one. creation. So with this photo, I actually used the film camera. So and this is a photo of a... We'll put this on the... Just so the listeners can know what we're talking about. This is a photo of a So lake. this is a photo of uh, Jewel Lake, actually. Oh, okay. And during my... This is actually during one of my just skateboarding around. It was sunset. Um, and it was almost blue hour. Like the sun had already gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually two ducks sitting in the photo itself. So they're not the primary subject, but they're in the photo and almost kind of give a story to the photo. Mm-hmm. So it's almost what drags you in is the two ducks um, because it gives you something to look at. Yeah, that's the, that's where I end up focusing on. And then I pop up to the top and pop down to the bottom and I go back to the middle. Yeah, so with this photo specifically, mm-hmm. the reason why it looks like the top and bottom look so different is so this was shot on film. But when I was trying to roll the film back up, I accidentally opened it a little oh, bit you're early. Exposed, you're over it. Like, so, overexposed it. Yeah, so I got some light leak huh. to actually, like, go into the photo. And I didn't do this on purpose, but this is something that just came out of it. And this is honestly yeah, the cool. picture that I'm most proud of with the editing style that I've implemented. Because it maintained, it gave that noise that you see if you zoom in mm-hmm. um, that you would typically get from, like, yeah, it's just a pretty, high quality like, edited photo that you would shoot on like a Canon camera, mm-hmm. but it gives it the nostalgic noise that you would just normally get from a film. So it yeah, kind of like a like, little bit of graininess. Yeah. So when you do try to do those colors and that high saturation, it's almost like that loss of like the, the, the noise almost gets lost with the actual like real noise that mm-hmm. comes off of the film mm-hmm. photo. Yeah. So. The reason why I, like, wanted to implement this and, like, why I just kept, like, trying to make it my own mm-hmm. um, was because I have – so I have this, like, passion project that I'm, like, working on right now. And it's called Homesick. Okay. And it's spelled Homesick without the I. So it's H-O-M-E-S-C-K. Okay. That's how it's spelled. And for me uh, – so when I was, like, researching the names, I – the reason why I chose homesick was because for me, when I was in like my friends and everything uh, that moved out of state and the people that live now in like different parts of the world, mm-hmm. every time I post either a picture of, like Alaska or stuff like that, they're like, Oh my gosh, I miss it so oh, much. Like <laughs> I want to go back or like, I can't wait till I'm back. Or like, I wish like that just reminds me of home. Like I miss it so much. I'm homesick. Yeah. And like, I just kept hearing that. Like people were just, like, people miss Alaska. And for me, the thing that I noticed most is a lot of people moved out of Alaska. Mm-hmm. And maybe they, like, stayed in the area that they're at, and, like, for a while. But they always came back. 
Mm-hmm. People always tend to come back. Come There's back. this a strong pull up here. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like what pulls me into Alaska is the fact that I've been to like a few different places around the world, but I can't seem to find a place that is like Alaska. It's yeah. so unique. And each place has like, I'm not saying like other places aren't uniquely amazing and beautiful, but right. Alaska has something. It has something that keeps bringing people back. Yeah, and or at least the the same type of people. The people the people that Alaska speaks to, other places don't quite speak as consistently or as strongly, and the, and and not necessarily that we know what it is, but we feel most people that are here felt this pull. I felt this pull, and I came to try it out for two years, and it's twenty three years later. You know, like it, there's and I and I still haven't quite been able to define what that is. But when I go other places. I like them and I have a great time. I love leaving Alaska, but I love coming back. Yeah, I feel like I this is, is like Alaska's just I will always see Alaska as my home. Like I I know that maybe like I'll have like a, a cabin or a place somewhere else, but like my home will always be Alaska. Yeah. And my biggest thing with this, like what homesick stands for is to uh escape the norm and dive into creativity. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, like, the mess, like, that is the purpose of homesick, mm-hmm. is to be able to have a connection with your creative side at all times. Is we live, like, nowadays, everything is so serious, and there is so much going on, and, like, we have our day-to-day problems, and just a lot of chaos in the world, and mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that is always, like, for me, like, what I see is, like, my my safe space like my my in other words like my home is my create like my creativity like mm-hmm. when i am doing like photography and i am making art like that's where i feel most like at peace yeah most centered most and centered grounded. and yeah. like it's something that i even try to like tell my friends or like just try like something that you enjoy that's like a creative like outlet yeah, go make something. Yeah, go make whether something. It's like, whether it's food or whether it's food, whatever. Whether yeah. it's like us, just like if I give you some stickers, like throw it on your lap, like just something that will like showcase like your expression, like your inner expression. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just something that's so beneficial and so healthy for everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone needs some sort of creative outlet that they just enjoy, whether that's like painting, dancing, making music, anything. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. think just being able to express yourself in a way that's not words, in a way that's not, you know, like you're like just putting something that isn't like you don't even have to like think about just something that is you, like something that is like you at a core that is like deeper than thinking about it. Like yeah. you just yeah. Well, talk is talk is cheap, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like we our our words and our actions are very different things, and there's and we kind of have the two choices between consuming which we do a lot and like it's and that's not that's that it's not that consumption is necessarily a bad thing because that's half of life Mm -hmm. but if we're only consuming if we're not expressing ourselves or producing or communicating we're only just taking it in and like it's it's like this fluid cycle it's the other half of that same coin is just to create and to produce and say, Hey, this is inside me. Or, Hey, I saw this the other day and I wanted to, I wanted to jot it down either visually or in words or like written form or whatever. Like, but that's, that's the other half of that same coin of 
of consumption. Yeah. And consumption is, a, it, it's done out of balance is gluttony. You know, we just, we, and, and we lose touch too. It's like the, it's like the, the people that are just, feel- that just endlessly watching football and telling yep. the people on the screen how they could be doing better. And that's like, almost that's what like you kind of get off of what like social media is almost like portraying. It's, it's just that it's every, you have so much, you have everybody's information, everybody's artwork, everybody's everything. Like there's yeah. so much that people are trying to show you uh-huh. and it's, it's hard. It's like, how do you filter through it all? How do you, like find the things you were looking, you know, it's, it's, it's very tough and it's very like hard to get, or it's very easy to get lost. in that. Yeah. It, and it's a fine line between, between consuming it and getting down into the depths of discouragement or, or the other part, which is inspired. Like sometimes when we look at things, we're like, Oh, that makes us want to go make things. And the other, t- other half is like, we look at something we're like, oh, never everyone's already made yes. everything interesting. Yes. Everyone's already cooler than I am. Everyone's already, that's already been said. That's already been done. Of and course, it's already been said and already been done. Exactly. But like, and what's actually in there that you want to do? And what do what you take from you? it? Like, even if, I mean, if you are looking at this, like, if you're looking at an artwork, like, if you and me are looking at like one artwork mm-hmm. and we both say like, this is, like a good piece of artwork. Yeah. The next thing is like, what do you take from that? Yeah. Cause like just you looking at that artwork, if I were to like put something in front of you to like, or like a piece of paper or just something, I was like, okay, draw what you feel from this like painting. Mm-hmm. What you come up with will be way different than what I come up with. Totally. And yeah. what I find so fascinating about like creativity and just like, people creating things mm-hmm. is everyone is so different and right. everyone will like mostly like people will come up with different things. And when it comes to just like someone putting something to paper or someone putting something to just like creating something, it's going to be something you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be something that just comes from them living their lives and like the different things that happen to them or the different things that they've seen and like, mm-hmm. or the way they saw yeah, it. And their artwork yeah. is just an expression of like things that they can't even like put into words. Right. And that's, right. what's so like fascinating to me is like every person has the capability of being a great artist. Mm-hmm. It's just the perspective of it. Yeah. It's and, just and the way they you take look action at it. on it or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I think the biggest thing with like, like sharing your work and like showcasing to other people and like that part of it Mm -hmm. is mostly like like uh, like what are other people getting from your like from your expression Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just it's almost like an infinite like collaboration of work because it's like Mm -hmm. if i'm showing my artwork like my goal isn't necessarily to like force a perspective on you mm-hmm. it's more so for you to get an insight into my world mm-hmm. but for you to like gain your like something from that like what mm-hmm. do you think from my perspective almost? yeah well yeah it's it's we like our work is always influencing each other mm-hmm. yeah it's and like i think that's i don't know that's the part that gets me so excited about talking to other artists and looking at art whether i like it or not it doesn't like that doesn't seem to matter that much whether I like it or not. Like as opposed, like sometimes I'm inspired because work is really bad and it it makes me want to go make good work. Mm -hmm. Like if I see a painting that's just gross and I'm like, wow, that was, 
all those colors were straight out of the tube. Your perspective was completely flat, even though you tried to do this. You, like terrible work can be incredibly yeah. inspiring, and and amazing work can be incredibly inspiring, and and both of them can be the other way too, which is. Um, but what's fascinating so is like the fact that you're gain like you're gaining almost like the equivalent, like the equal of like both ends, like whether it is like something that you deem as bad or whether it is something that you deem as good, mm-hmm. you're getting that motivation to like. Anyways, like it's you're still doing, yeah, it's still moving yeah, you in a certain way. It's still totally way. doing a thing, yeah. Which and, is like, and that's why so it's, fun. I think it would be so fascinating of like, what if everybody had a creative map? Yeah. What if everybody had like just something that they did, and I'm sure that people do, but like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they keep it away, like they keep it hidden. Yeah, like, I think we do when we have, like, when like we are living in a privileged society. Mm-hmm. Like we have, I'm not worried about my, the roof over my head. I mean, I am actually, sometimes we do need to replace our roof, but I'm not worried <laughs> about the, like, I know I'll have like my needs, my, my, my needs are generally met. I'm not like, I am beyond a point of survival. I'm in a point of thriving and I can, so that's where creativity can, can really show up mm-hmm. um, in a, like more so I think I can show up for sure in poverty and you can show up in times of war, but not generally as not generally as much. We don't have yeah. we don't have the bandwidth to but think it's in a creative like, way when we're not generally baseline healthy. Yeah, and it it, it brings up like uh, just sort of like a, a thought of mine that I'm just like thinking of now. It's like I wonder how many like amazing like breathtaking artists do live in these like areas where they don't necessarily have the resources or mm-hmm. the tools to necessarily like create what they have in their head and that's mm-hmm. like Tons. like yeah and it's Tons. it's that's kind of what the end goal of what i want homesick to really be okay. is i want it to be like a, a foundation for just other artists to like be able to ex- like showcase their work in a way that isn't like they don't have to necessarily like worry about the marketing of it themselves, they're more focused on the actual creating. Okay. Of it. And, okay. And so a couple questions for yeah. you. So what, so is, is it an organization? Is it a gallery so, space? So homesick right yeah, now what is, what is, is just homesick right now is an LLC. Okay. And it's what it's going to be starting as it's going to be a clothing brand to begin with. Okay. But that's not what I want it to necessarily like be like, I don't want, like, I'm not trying to be, like, the next Nike or anything like that. Like, clothes mm-hmm. isn't my goal. Okay. Like, the reason why I'm starting with, like, doing uh, shirts and hoodies mm-hmm. is to be able to create that, like, conversation and create that hype around. Okay. So, shirts and hoodies are, general, are basically it's, advertising. It's, yeah. It's advertisement to get the word out to actually platform. just start. Okay. The com- like, just start that energy. Yeah. Like, oh, like, what, what is, is homesick? Yeah. Like, what is it? And the way that I'm going to do it is, so, on the back of the shirts and hoodies is... So if you think of just like a generic like drawn house, like just a rectangle and a triangle. The classic house. Just the classic house. So the my take on it is the rectangle is a frame. Okay. And for me, the artwork that's gonna be displayed on these shirts and hoodies, it's gonna start with like my the photos that I showed you where it's like that high uh saturated color like style. Um, but my goal is to like have other people's artwork be in that, in that, in that, in that, in frame. that frame. Okay. And cool. it plays on the whole homesick. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's important that the artwork that goes on these hoodies and shirts mm-hmm. aren't 
put up anywhere else. So they're not like they're, when it, you can't go buy the same thing at a gallery. Yeah, there's you no can't prints. Go buy a print there's not even of, like a digital copy yeah. of it online. Like if okay. you're seeing this artwork, it's going to be a picture of the shirt or a picture of the hoodie, and okay. then it's the artwork inside. Okay, like I want these huh. to be like. These, like, so it's basically so they're originals. Yeah, and the and the, that's the only form that's available is in the and each release movie. each release is never going to be released again. Okay. So the photos that I started with, so it's going to be two shirts and two hoodies to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be four pictures total, and these pictures will never be posted anywhere else. These will only be for the shirt and hoodies, and yeah, okay. they will be cool. like the ones that I'm starting off with, and like the artwork that I'm like wanting to put on there are like very like special photos to me that like I've been wanting to like post and I've been wanting to like showcase but like I want to be just for this this. and like what it spanned off of was like being able to have a like almost like a wearable print Mm -hmm. because for me like what I like the struggle that I came up with is like almost like with stickers is like I have so many like prints or just so many like artworks that I want to put up in my home and I want to put up in my room or just like the places around me. But it's like, I almost feel like overwhelmed by the amount of options that I have Mm -hmm. that I don't end up like putting like most of them up. So it's like, how can I like have an artwork that is, that I can take with me Yeah, and Mm -hmm. that I can like connect with and like feel at home with and like, it's almost like it's kind of like coming all together. It's like I'm taking the artwork that makes me feel at home with me. So yeah. it's almost like I'm always home. Huh. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and cool. it's yeah, and like yeah. it's 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 something that I've been like thinking of for like years now. I've always wanted to create like a company or even just like showcase artwork on like shirts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like I could never like really come up with the name like. It took a while for me to, like, really, like, get the meaning behind it and get, like, something that I genuinely, like, believe in and, like, stand for. And, like, like, really, like, for me, even if this isn't something that, like, becomes successful or, like, Mm -hmm. anything like that is I want to be able to inspire, like, the next person up here Mm -hmm. to be able to create that. Because for me, it's I want art in Alaska to thrive. and. It makes me sad when I, like, hear about, like, like, usually when it's, like, school, like, budget cuts and stuff like that, like, usually, like, the first ones to go are, like, the art programs. It's always the art program. And it's, like, yeah. for me, art, art and music are the it's so the things important to, get cut, to but have first. that, especially in, like, cut. a developing mind, like, yeah. to be able to express themselves and, like, especially during an age where, like, it's hard to express yourself, even with just words, mm-hmm. but, like, just being able to, like, showcase something else is, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's... Mm. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah I just I like this. That, yeah, that'll be see. That'll be neat to see what that grows into. And yeah. I, like I said, I, I just I hope that even if this isn't successful, that it will inspire some other listener out there, some other artist to just create something that isn't just for themselves up here, mm-hmm. but for the whole art community up here. And that's why, yeah. like, I love what you're doing with like the podcast, is oh, like you. giving a actual voice to artists up here. And yeah. I feel like it's so fun. And there's so many amazing artists up here. And, and, and we can talk for hours. artists that I've never yeah. even like met up. Like most of the people in your podcast, I've never known, but like, yeah. I've seen their artwork around town. I mean, I've seen like, but I've never actually been able to like hear their voice or like know their like 
like hear something about them and it's, yeah, get it's very the, fascinating that reads. now artists have a platform to speak on. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to have it appreciated. It's It's been, I mean, I have learned so much from just spending time talking to artists and seeing like understanding how everyone's brain works so differently and like what like all the things you're passionate about the things you're thinking about are so different than the things that engage me and like and but but it's a such a wonderful dialogue to get to share it with each other and hear it and so yeah so thank you yeah, it's, no, it's what, delightful yeah what makes I me confident it. about this is that i know that there are people in town that have the same amount of passion and mm-hmm. whatever they're doing and they just all want art to flourish up here they just all want there to be a way to showcase more than like alaska has more than just like you know mountains and hunting and fishing like we have great artwork up here too we have great creative minds up here like there's so much potential up here for any you know any sort of businesses that want to come up here any sort of like um art institutes or just anything that wants to come up here and like actually like give a platform or give you know funding to these artists and like mm-hmm. i'm all up for it there's, yeah. some, there's some good ones yeah well th- yeah thank you so much for coming on this thank podcast. you so much for having me it's been awesome <laughs> how do people connect with you Where do people so you? my instagram is at seb olds 22 that's at s-e-b-u-l-z 22 and uh if you prefer tiktok i do have a tiktok as well it's at the coldest ever without the zero so that's <laughs> d-a-c-l-d-e-s-t-v-a um i'll put the links either way in the show notes so people can just click on those too awesome so yeah thank you sebastian for yeah thank you so much great <laughs> so you've been listening to the alaskan artist podcast and share this with your friends share this with artists you know and love and uh, stay tuned for the next set of episodes